Hello, potty people. <laughs> Welcome back to We Can Do Pod Things. I'm Emily. And I'm Annalise. And we're so happy that you're here. We're happy you're here. We're happy to be here. We're happy that we have technology that works. Mm-hmm. We're just generally positive podcast people yes, today. we are. We're going to ignore all of the joyous screams of children's laughter and or shenanigans story of my life Mm -hmm. and mine as well (laughs) so who's ready for a quote of the week (gasps) me okay this one is not really relevant to our topic today but i'm still gonna read it this comes from morgan richard olivier you can't create chaos in the lives of others and expect peace to come into yours no matter what they did or how you feel causing hurt to others will never bring healing to you how very dare you. <laughs> yeah, you know that wasn't about you. That was about somebody <laughs> completely different, right? But maybe also just a little reminder for myself. Yeah, it never hurts to be reminded mm-hmm. that, what is it? When they go low, we go high. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's Thank you, exactly, Michelle Obama. Yes, that what goes around comes around mm-hmm. as <laughs> Justin Timberlake <laughs> is finding out. He sure is. I'm wearing my Britney shirt under here. Good for you. I'm wearing my Mean Girl sweatshirt that I bought at the... uh, Oh, you did. Look at that. Yeah. (laughs) It says, she doesn't even go here. I saw a kid at school today who was wearing a blue hoodie (gasps) with the hood up and and sunglasses. And I go, she doesn't even go here. And he looked at me from under those sunglasses, I'm assuming, (laughs) like I was a crazy person. Okay. Well, first of all, asshole. Yeah. Come on. I don't care that you're 12. Get my references. Know what you're doing. First of all, you <laughs> asked for that. Like, you literally wore the outfit. It's iconic. Yeah, I thought Read it was intentional book. for Halloween, yes. but it seems like maybe it wasn't. It had to have been. I refuse to believe that it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. At least he didn't say, Danny Tavino, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Not- <laughs> it would have been funny to see. Um, All right. So Morgan Olivier, thank you so much for that. Um, All right. Are you ready to get on to the episode? I am. This episode has been in the making for quite some time. Mm -hmm. We are covering the episode of the Mark Groves podcast, um, Mark Groves Create the Love. And this podcast episode was recorded in August of 2021 and features Brian Reeves who also has his own podcast called Men This Way. And the title of this episode is Inside Male Emotions. We decided to kind of continue with the theme from last week. Did we not? Say more. Um, the last episode. Oh, no. The last episode we did was JVN. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, we did the episode with Glennon Doyle and Justin yes, Baldoni. This one dovetails nicely with that episode. Mm-hmm. So, full disclaimer, we are women. We have been socialized as women. We are not experts on male emotion. We're just a couple of biddies trying to learn. Mm -hmm. Learn better so we can do better. The first thing I have written down is, what does it mean to choose your person every day? Oh, boy. Well, of the two of us, only one of us has done this successfully. Well, successfully is relative. Some days go better than other days. 
Only one of us has a longer track record of it. Yeah, I suppose. But that doesn't always reflect success. Mm. A lot deeper into the episode. In fact, one of the last notes I have was when they said, the ideal is two parents together who love each other. The next best is two parents apart Mm -hmm. who have love for each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys do that pretty exceptionally. It's the best we can do Mm -hmm. under the circumstances and with the tools that we have available. I think, though, that's its own way of choosing each other. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for saying that. It is. I'm so glad you said that. It is. You each chose happiness for the other person. Wow. We did. Mm -hmm. So that's just how you do it, I guess. It's just that easy. Well, this was a short episode, you guys. And there you have it, everybody. Five minutes and you're done. (laughs) It reminds me um, of my very first, well, not my very first, but my first therapist, previous therapist before Laura, Mm -hmm. sweet, sweet Holly. And she would talk about that, that that being in a relationship is getting up every day Mm -hmm. and choosing to be with that person. Choosing... Well, I think the key is kind of something they say earlier on is it's not where we fall short isn't when we don't recognize the differences between the two of us. It's where we try to eliminate them. Right. Or erase them. Right. So I think that's how you do it. I wonder how many times in this recording I'm going to say how very <laughs> dare you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's Mark Rose and Brian Reeves. Blame it on the men. So one of the very first things they say is um, that men feel picked on relationally recently mm-hmm. because – and then Mark's the one that said it. I mm-hmm. ain't saying it. We've had the advantage of not having to look at our shit. And now we have to look at our shit and it feels really – unfair. Mm-hmm. And that's privilege. Yeah. Uh, don't they say men have been picked on, but women have been sat on. That's exactly what I, yep, I wrote wrote that down. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that it is still important to keep in mind that all feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. And I don't ba- mind saying that I don't envy the job of men when it comes to examining their feelings at yeah. all. Not a bit. No. There's so much more room for women to do that than there is for men. There's a lot more safety, it seems mm-hmm. like. And it's only fair to – not fair. I don't even like the word fair. It's only moral mm-hmm. to ensure that that kind of environment is available to all people. Because, yes, one of the universal laws, one of the laws of the universe is that polarity, the – masculine and feminine, but socially speaking, all of our liberation is tied to each other. If we, and if we insist on this binary, Mm -hmm. we're eliminating an entire spectrum of people who don't subscribe to just one. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about before, we all have both. Right. It's balance. It's yin and yang and um, ignoring the other half of the equation is not balance. Yeah. In fact, a lot of times when they were talking about relationships and the masculine and the feminine, 
I feel like in You're my own relationship, yes, in in a lot of thousand percent examples, mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, because what he said was with masculine and feminine it has nothing to do with colors or strength or anything like that. One is seeking connection, and mm-hmm. one is seeking freedom. Yeah, I'm the avoidant attachment. You are the seeking freedom, and your husband is seeking connection. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I've listened to this podcast probably four times now, but it, it hasn't been until the last few times that that's really been driven home to me that you can think of them in those concepts. And that maybe helps us understand and accept and see them and recognize them in ourselves mm-hmm. when we take away this coded language that doesn't really serve the purpose that we need it to right now. Right. He says, men are set up to fail in relationships because no one and, – and then Brian says, and this is very Justin Baldoni, the first chapter of his book was no one ever taught me how to be a man. Mm-hmm. I just shared something with Justin today from Instagram about the father wound. Oh. Say more about that. So to summarize it the best that I can – on the spot, which I love doing. I know, that's your favorite thing. You're so welcome (laughs) for this opportunity for growth. It's basically the shame and feeling, feelings of inadequacy that a father passes down Mm. to the next generation Mm -hmm. because when their children brush up against their insecurity and their inadequacy, they respond by withdrawing Mm -hmm. or being explosive, Mm -hmm. and then it just perpetuates the cycle. So Justin Baldoni talks about that in Boys Will Be Good Humans. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that means he talked about it in Man Enough also, but he really examines it more from that parenting angle in this book for the kids, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. Because it helps us kind of put, paint a clear picture in our minds of like, it's not, (laughs) it's a source. It's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. So then he says, the one skill that ensures relationships succeed is presented as the opposite of masculinity. And going back to our, if we use the definitions of masculine and feminine being feminine seeking connection and masculine seeking freedom then that, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was interesting when they start talking about enoughness. Mm -hmm. We, obviously we know uh, Justin Baldoni's stuff about man enough from his podcast and from that episode that we covered that he did with Glennon. And I just, I think it's so interesting to think about women are told that we are too much and men are told they're not enough. Why? Patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you're right, but I still, I just. And I think that it can flip flop. Mm-hmm. There are other times where women are told we're not enough. Hmm. I don't know if there are that many times where men are told that they're too much though. Oh, I would, I would, I would say. Well, I guess when they show emotion, exactly. That's when they're told, "Nope, reel that in." Yeah, absolutely. Pack that up. I think about our interview that we did with Craig 
when he talked about people assuming that he was gay mm-hmm. because he was theatrical and outspoken. And, yeah. I, and I, when I think about that stereotype of shit, one of the guys that I um, had been dating that is a performer and um, very, he's outgoing and he is artistic mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Oh, he must be gay. And he, he's not, mm-hmm. he just has some bigger personalities. Right. Interesting. I also wonder if it's a snake eating its tail sort of situation too, where because we feel like we're being told we're too much, we have to, or we or women, one party is told that they're too much. And so they have to make the other party seem smaller in order for themselves to feel bigger. It's like a defensive reaction. And this party over here is constantly feeling like they're not enough. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to take away from the other person's enoughness. Yeah, it's so much easier to point in the other direction. Right. Because you've gotten used (laughs) to the advantage of not having to look at your own shit. Mm -hmm. Both of us, though. I think that's both men and women. And I think that's one of these issues that we're finding with quote unquote feminism is how much of feminism is about equality and how much of it is about stepping on the other person to get higher. Mm -hmm. That's not equality. Right. And if that's the kind of feminism that we are living in, then I don't want a part of it. Right. Because that's not not what it's about. Mm -hmm. I wrote down how hard it is to hold shame and connection at once. Yep. He said, I buy shit to avoid inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so hard when you do have to look at your own stuff. It's it's difficult to pull back the curtain and not feel shame. And it is very hard for shame and connection to exist at the same time. Which is why there is no vulnerability when when with shame. Yeah, it just makes you want to withdraw. Absolutely. And this, so then he goes on to say it's the armor that he puts on to protect Mm -hmm. him. And I have written in here, anger is the armor to protect us from grief. Mm -hmm. So when we think about, and I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, when we think about what is the one emotion that men are allowed to show, it's anger. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) his anger, even an emotion. Yeah, we've. We're still waiting, you guys. We were hoping you were going to answer that one for us. Yeah, like, come on. We need some help. We can't do all this work for you. (laughs) What kind of relationship is this? So if men are are socialized to ignore all those other feelings, only embrace anger, as Brian talks about with his experience in the military – He says, I've served with many, many wonderful women, so I don't want to discredit them, Mm -hmm. but there is a, there are more men in in military than women. And there's kind of a culture of masculinity. Right. Right. And when you think about it, if, if masculinity is seeking freedom, then yeah, of course the military is Mm going to, and I don't know if freedom is quite the right word, but it's almost like trial. Security. Mm-hmm. To be the protector. The protector. That's how you prove yourself. Try. But you don't protect by connecting. Right. You protect by... Eliminating whatever threat right. there is. Eliminating the threat. There you go. So he says, I think men are Try. drawn to the military because we are natural. 
because we're socialized to trial be to withstand discomfort mm-hmm. i beg to fucking differ <laughs> i think maybe men are trial encouraged to withstand a certain kind of discomfort through trial. disembodiment mm-hmm. but men are not encouraged to have difficult conversations or uncomfortable conversations, especially when it has to do with feelings. Right. And that, dear reader, is a huge issue. Mm -hmm. It's it's not that men are conditioned to do hard things. Mm -hmm. It's that men are conditioned to not think about the hard things that they have to do. Right. Yeah, that's even somehow they've branded that as... A, a bonus. Right. Like that's preferable. In positions of power, they will argue that women are too Trial. emotional mm-hmm. or they are, are they feel too many things. Mm-hmm. That, that it clouds our judgment mm-hmm. or ability to make decisions. I, I will say, like we've Trial. talked before, we don't perform specific surgeries, most surgeries without anesthesia. Mm-hmm. However, Trial. Too much anesthesia and your patient dies. Right. So it's not this one size Trial. fits all solution. Mm-hmm. You can't automate it. You can only use that skill in certain situations and Trial. really under like the most dire of situations. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I know a lot of places try to do these with a, the least amount of anesthesia or Trial. Um, numbing pain medication as possible. Unless it's a, well, never mind. Trial. I'm not going to get on that tangent. Today. <laughs> that was a that was something that he had said that I really wanted to speak to because there's a difference between that. Mm-hmm. There's a, and and it might sound like trial, splitting hairs, or semantics, but I think it's a, we we we've established words matter. Yeah, and we've also established that many trial. times. We misunderstand each other because you have one definition of a word mm-hmm. and the person that you're communicating with has a totally different definition Trial. of a word. It's all based on your context, where you come from. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing that w- we talked about, the armor, masculine Trial. and feminine, laws of attraction, partner wants more connection. Okay, I love it where he was like, and sometimes I'm capable of doing that. I'll take mushrooms for a day mm-hmm. and I'll spend the whole day with her and I'm very affectionate. I'm very in my body. Oh. And all I'm hearing is this person has to use mushrooms to re-embody themselves. Right. Right. Which is not to say like a bad thing, Try. but this is true. Right. When you spend your life disembodying, the process Try. of remembering often requires a lot of outside influence mm-hmm. because you've learned so well how to build up those walls and maintain those separations between the joints Trial. that you need a joint yeah. to remember. And you know, Trial. as someone who is not particularly good <laughs> at that brand of disembodiment, because with my fearful or fearful, anxious tendencies, do you have any thoughts to add on that trial about feeling disembodied mm-hmm. um, or feeling more connected more f- in your in your feminine mm-hmm. do you 
find that you need some sort of support for that? I mean, everything can be a drug. Mm. And so it just depends on what is the quote unquote drug that unlocks that for you. Yeah. I think it's a specific kind of drug. Not all drugs do all the same things, right? Mm -hmm. So some drugs might numb, some drugs might trial make us more task oriented or focused some are going to increase dopamine some are going to decrease adrenaline mm-hmm. what is it that we need to feel more embodied right to to if we're if by being embodying we're cutting down on our trial. boundary not boundaries on our defenses mm-hmm. for me it's more about what needs to be removed than what needs to be added. Mm. For me, it needs to be a removal of distractions because like all of us, I have a finite amount of energy Mm. and there are so many things that require my energy with or without my consent. It's just factual Mm -hmm. that I don't always have energy left Mm. to spend on connecting to my partner. But you can't connect to your partner until you connect Trial. to your own body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes that's the last bit of gas in the <laughs> tank. If I so connect then to my I'm body so I can fall asleep. Connect it to myself. And then it's like, well, that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. Wow. Try. Yeah. God. How do you, and how how can a partner support that? Try. That's just a that's just a I mean to the Best of our abilities, trial splitting the physical labor and the invisible labor trial. of a household. Yeah, so that the other person has, or at least our cups are being refilled mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah. Okay. Trial. I had on here all the best feedback I've ever gotten in the world is from a woman who was trying to love me. Oh. <laughs> I think I must have missed that. Really? I thought that that one would be like a get out of my head. Yes. Man. We'll say more about that then. Yeah. I just think that's interesting and that seems to ring pretty true. I mean, not every woman in a man's life is giving him guidance or advice out of the pure goodness of her heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are motives and mm-hmm. there it's might an be an agenda. agenda. Yeah. But. Oh, I am starting to remember this because that's when he Trial. talks about the different breakups that he's been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I do remember him talking about that. Trial. Yeah. I think he's saying that the women who have been in his life, whether it worked out or not, they Trial. were a pretty good barometer of where he was at and where he maybe had some work to do. Yeah. And I, and trial, he talks about sometimes that creates this resentment at the partner who exhibits the thing that we, Mm -hmm. that we are lacking or that we can't do it because you're, he's, we're drawn to people who balance us out and have that thing that we're missing. He says, there's a reason why I'm with my wife and not with my buddy Tate. Like, because she has wow. these aspects of her personality that I'm missing. It's and so hard to align on the right wow. things, but then right. also balance each other on the other things. Right. Because you can't you that that's that's the choose every day. Mm-hmm. Is you you have to be aware of the fact that 
that's going to be your battle and you can't automate that part of it. And I think at least in my relationships, maybe I tried to align on the wrong things. Yeah. I have trouble figuring out, they talk about radical acceptance Mm -hmm. and I have trouble figuring out where radical acceptance becomes settling. See, that's really that's really interesting because my point about radical acceptance, right. where he says radical acceptance of our partners that doesn't include violation of boundaries, it's not about abuse, and not a, not and we're not abusing our partners. I, what I said was be careful mm-hmm. because that radical upset, acceptance right. you can't take back. Mm-hmm. But it could also be you also have to be careful because it could be settling. What is yeah? How do you, How do you know, know when not? radical acceptance is in service? Right to the good of yourself and your relationship trial versus when it is creating toxicity i suspect it has something to do trial. with does that radical acceptance require you to abandon your own boundary mm-hmm. is this a and not just a boundary of a oh that makes me feel icky boundary but a core need yeah wow. you got to have a really good understanding of what a boundary is. is meant to be oh my god because wow. if you go, go around thinking a boundary is just something that makes me uncomfortable and that's it we're looking at you Jonah Hill definitely mm-hmm. only at Jonah Hill not at anyone else that I fucking know <laughs> that ain't it Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to keep following the same cycle and the same pattern of choosing the same people over and over and over again because you're not looking at yourself. Right. You're assuming that the the flaw or the issue is in your partner and rather than looking at yourself and with curiosity and going, okay, so this very clearly makes me uncomfortable. Why is it that that makes me mm-hmm. uncomfortable? Is it because it's a core need or is it because it's something about myself that I need to challenge and learn and grow through? Yeah, that's so hard. Yeah, it's so much easier to look at everybody else and, and try to encourage them to grow. easier. And focus on their growth and support right. them and love them mm-hmm. by through their growth mm-hmm. and be so invested in their growth that you don't have to look at yours because yeah. then you don't have to do any work. Yeah, I would like to hear right. from the women. When he said all of the best advice I've <laughs> ever gotten was from women, I would like to know from them how good they are at guiding themselves right. towards their own growth. Okay, so that is a fair point because he does talk about one of the, the one of the relationships that he was in where it was it was pretty abusive, like she, emotionally <laughs> and verbally abusive. She would say things to him and right. about him to hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. But there was like a little Trial. bit of truth in them. And I mm-hmm. think that's when we get to this resentment at the partner who exhibits what we can't do. If she is having a strong reaction, if one partner is saying these really extreme intense hurtful things to the other person that are sort of based in truth it's it's a double-edged sword it's that person has to be able to look and go oh i'm having a strong reaction to this thing that i'm saying not only is it true for them but what is it true Mm -hmm. about it for me because if we don't that's when we are it's a good clue i think maybe that we are sitting with some resentment Mm mm-hmm that anger that's really about our own insecurity <laughs> or our own fear of not enoughness or too muchness. Mm-hmm. And why is it okay for you to be able to do that, but not me? Right. Hmm. Yeah. Trial. It gets so easy 
to turn a relationship into a scoreboard and who's doing more or who is racking up more points, who is winning, who needs to pull more weight. It's just so easy to look at it. From the binary like that. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And like a, we're adversaries. God, which is the best way to ruin your fucking Mm -hmm. team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this does tie in, though, with you can't create chaos in the lives of others and expect peace in yours. Mm -hmm. That quote that we had at the beginning, because you can't heal from your own shit if you are continuing to perpetuate that shit on other people. Right. And other people aren't going to be able to heal their shit if you don't heal yours. Mm -hmm. Trial. Well, and he said everything that is in your life oh, yeah. is there because you said yes to it. Yep. And I, Mark was like, initially he was like, I think that's, he was like, I have a very strong reaction to that, which is fuck that. Mm-hmm. Which How is ding, ding, very ding. dare you. A clue. Oh. We found a clue. Mm-hmm. And I think that can Trial. bring me back to a point that they made earlier in the episode when... Brian is talking about this um, disagreement or misunderstanding that he and his um, partner had, which by the way, his partner is Sylvie Caucasian and she is Caucasian. Sylvie Caucasian, I think Mm -hmm. is her name. Um, She is a fantastic expert on attachment Mm -hmm. and uh, um, relational awareness. Um, I follow her on multiple multimedia social media platforms it's so interesting when you get a peek at how these people relationship yes in the wild yeah right like Like, you have all this expertise but you go home and you're a human being just like anybody else knowing that these things are traps doesn't always keep you from falling in them anyway you have an amygdala just like everybody else and when (laughs) you're not special right you're not special you are Special. (laughs) There is no those who can't do teach. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do it. Yeah. And it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. But you need it just as much as everyone else. Yeah. He talks about we laugh at these differences when they're brought up, brought to consciousness. And he said the 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 differences aren't the issue. And this is what we talked about. Mm -hmm. The differences aren't the issue. It's the trying to solve them. Yeah. That creates problems in relationships because then again, it's not balance. Mm -hmm. It's conformity and distortion. And then somebody, you can't help but play that comparison game Mm -hmm. of who's pulling their own weight because y'all can only pull the same weight. Right. There is no other side of that. There is no someone picking up the slack in an area that we're just, it's just, we have a finite amount of energy Mm -hmm. and that's not a gift that we're given that's not an excuse or a cop-out trial but we need all kinds of kinds yeah i guess a good practice would be when i'm sitting with all the things about my partner that i don't like which there's so very few justin i'm sure of it (laughs) she can't even think of a single one right now. if i challenged myself to also ask at what times or in what situations Do those things benefit us Mm. or our relationship? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a that's an empathy tool. Mm-hmm. Trial. It also makes me think about how Trial. a lot of times when we're doing that, we're keeping score like that. It's because we're coming from a place of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Trial. And that's not super helpful for anyone. And also, though, Trial. when you are a human being with a finite amount of energy, yeah. scarcity does feel like it's real. Trial. Because it is real. Because it's not a complete it is figment of our imagination. sort of real. Yeah. It's just that it's the, the magnitude with which we've been told to pay attention mm-hmm. to it is imbalanced. And so many of the things that we think, quote unquote, have wow. to get done, this is certainly true for me. No. I know. Thank goodness you didn't fall out of your chair just then. I know. It's because I'm seat buckled in. Mm-hmm. I'm not really. But. but maybe those things don't have wow. to get done with a capital H. What happens? Emily, mm-hmm. if you go upstairs and there's Trial. a little Debbie Christmas tree hostess cake wrapper on the floor of the kitchen, what happens? I'll throw it away. And what, but what if it, what if, Trial. It, what if it just sits on the kitchen floor? What's but see, happen? this is where it takes practice yeah, for because sure. I could walk away from it. But I'm not going to be present for my partner or anybody else. I'm going to be thinking about that wrapper that's on my kitchen floor. Why? Trial. Because what what happens with – what is that wrapper doing on the kitchen floor, Emily? I think we almost Trial. need a different You're like, hi, you're not analogy. my therapist. Well, no, but I think we need something bigger because, I mean, it takes a, a second or two for me to pick up the wrapper and throw it away. But what is it, it doing It would need to be something like the mess downstairs Trial. because if I were sitting there – being driven crazy by a wrapper on the floor, the logical thing would be take the two seconds, pick it up and throw it away. But when it's something that is not easily fixed, like it's Christmas, we hosted at our house, everything got wrecked. Mm -hmm. Spaces that I didn't even know (laughs) could get destroyed in my house got destroyed in my house. Mm -hmm. And I have to decide, okay, am I going to spend time with my family? on Christmas, mm-hmm. or am I going to start cleaning up the mess, which feels so good, Trial. you guys. It's my drug. I love it so much. Hmm, I wonder what it is about being present in the mess. It's control. <laughs> I know exactly Trial. what it is. It's yeah. control. It's I, I have control over whether Trial. or not the shoes are in the shoe basket. I don't feel like I have control over very much else. Oh, God, yeah. But I can control that. I'm still trying Trial. to move past the fact that a sink, that a, that a wrapper on the, because I do know that that would bother you. Mm-hmm. I can't get Trial. past that for myself, which is not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. It would explain a lot about what you see when you're walking my house. <laughs> but Trial. I still, and, 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 I love that you said the logical thing is just just pick it up and That's throw it what, away. I, yeah, I couldn't be further on the opposite end because for me, I'm like, Trial. why wouldn't you just pick it up and throw it away? Because it's not doing anything there. It's mm-hmm. just sitting there. Ugh. But isn't there part of you that knows that sooner or later you're going to have to pick it up and throw it away? See, and I think this is my- Eventually. Trial. I think this is some weird ADHD shit for me. <laughs> Because I'm not motivated to do that until mm-hmm. it's time to do that. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that right now? So when is it time? How do you know Trial. when the time has come 
to throw the wrapper away. Like, Well, that would involve some sort of self-trust. And mm-hmm. so that is something that I'm not terribly good at. You are dealing with control. <laughs> not that I'm not dealing with control, but most of my control stems from a lack of self-trust. Well, if I do have ADHD, which is undiagnosed, but I have suspicions, mm-hmm. then for me, I think it is a lot wow. of... It's fear-driven mm. because if I don't stay on top of everything, oh yeah, Trial. then it would be very easy for things to just totally get away from me, and then I would just feel buried. Mm-hmm. I can get out. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably why that there's an anxiety Trial. and depression cycle mm-hmm. because for me, the depression definitely drives Trial. up when my anxiety has where my anxiety gets high when my depression has been active for a while and all of those things pile up Mm -hmm. on me and Mm -hmm. I just can't get to the top of it. And then it's just this very vicious cycle of in silent, invisible cycle that no one sees because it's all going on in my head. And for me, society praises people for having their clean house. Mm -hmm. Cleanliness is next to godliness. But it is almost... Hang in there with me, folks. I'm not saying these things are the same, but I'm saying there are similarities between that and being someone with an eating disorder Mm -hmm. because it's all about control Mm -hmm. and you get reinforced Mm -hmm. from society and people who tell you, oh, good for you. Uh, You you keep such a clean house. Oh, look at you. You're so. Thin, you're maintaining this ideal Look at standard. All that control you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of the that's Trial. achievement culture in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Is we as we praise these high achievers. It's capitalism. It's capitalism, baby. Mm-hmm. The more you produce or the more you exhibit Trial. qualities that demonstrate mm-hmm. you have the propensity to be a good producer, the more valuable you are. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, those things are arbitrary. It doesn't matter if the cupcake wrapper is on the floor or not, except that we live in a society that has made that one of the rules. Well, and let's be real, though. You can't keep the cupcake wrappers on Mm -hmm. the floor all the time. And like you mentioned, it's easier to pick up the one wrapper while there's just one wrapper Mm -hmm. than it is to wait till there's fucking 50 wrappers on the floor and you're swimming through crumbs and of hostess case i see you Trial. disassociating right now as i say that i'm blacking out but it's easy <laughs> you guys she did she kind of got a little these, glazed is it hot in here she got a glazed look in her eye it was are very these walls scary. closing in <laughs> um it's easier to pick up the one it's just it, i it's uh it's balance yeah because if we're too focused on doing the one thing then we can't do the be present for the other thing but then if we're too present for the other thing trial then we're not doing the one thing. I don't know. We're all fucked. The world did argue. Oh, well. <laughs> that we are all going to die someday. I do want to say, this feels like a good time to mention this. Trial. Something that I am going to try, mm-hmm. which is going to be extremely hard for me, and I'm not going to do this very well, at least for a while. And I'm I may so not. I may not ever do it well, Trial. and I may give up on it. I'm but. I have been reading a lot about the importance of not only teaching your kids to pick up after themselves, but teaching them to notice the mess. Oh, yeah. Without just saying, hey, pick your clothes up off the floor. Mm -hmm. 
teaching them to notice Trial. there are clothes on the floor. Those belong in the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put those in the laundry. Because when you teach your children to just wait to be instructed to do something, Trial. you're not teaching them anything about carrying any sort of the invisible labor that it labor. takes to wow. run a house. This is how you end up with an entire population of people who think that their partner's job is to give them a list. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just Trial. told me what you needed help with, I don't fucking need help. We need to do this together. My decided kids, it was my responsibility. My children think that we live in the Beauty and the Beast Palace and at Trial. night all of the appliances come to life and clean up after them because that must be what happens. How Nothing else? else? Exactly. How Try. else do all of those things that we got out get put away? But because I have a finite amount of energy, I know that it takes less energy for me to do it myself now than it takes for me Trial. to have to get on their back about cleaning up after themselves. That's like that boss that I had that was would never train me on how to do anything mm-hmm. because he could just do it himself. But then he yeah. would get mad at me for not knowing how to do anything. And I would yes. be like, you never fucking showed me. He was like, mm-hmm. well, if I had to show I, – I can't Your hands know are tied. better if Trial. you don't tell me right. what's better. Right. But it is. It's, it is still – it's making me think about do you want to spend your emotional labor in small little chunks Trial. for the rest of your life? Or do you want to make a big deposit – that will it's Trial. like investing mm-hmm. that will pay off in dividends or are you just spending little bits here and here and here Trial. and here without having any kind of I may a have account to wait. savings account. I may have to wait. Trial. I may have to wait until my Trial. mental health baseline yeah. is that a little bit healthier place because right now I don't know if you guys know this <laughs> the world is really scary Trial. and very depressing oh and, and it's still only October this we may not be the time yeah this might not be the moment but you know what for me to do an overhaul of my coping strategies yes Trial. and we're not gonna let you set yourself up for failure mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way for you to do that, and I'm sure that you're already doing that in small pieces. I am looking for opportunities with varying degrees of success. No one's asking you to run a marathon right now. We're just asking to see if you can stand up for a few seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you don't try, I'm just like a little baby giraffe. (laughs) I'm just a little wobbly. wobbly. (laughs) Trial. Um. We are attracted to that which we have resisted or disowned in ourselves. Yeah. I don't know if I totally believe this. I a thousand percent believe this. Okay. Talk me into believing this. Because it's, it is attachment theory. Mm -hmm. It is childhood wounding, caregiver wounding. For example, Mm -hmm. in that (laughs) one relationship, she won't shut the I had a I had a therapy session where I was sitting with dear sweet Laura and talking about a relationship dynamic that was modeled for me and who I identified with most in that archetype 
trial. And then I looked at the partner that I was with at the time and the issues that we were having at the time. And I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. all of those things that I'm not because it doesn't come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. Trial. That person is. And that is why I'm drawn to them. And it's because it's because my attachment wound is trying to relive out this sequence and fix it Mm -hmm. and heal it. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm going to be attracted to the things that maybe I haven't consciously disowned. Or maybe I have because I've seen how those attributes affect people. Mm -hmm. And I say, I'm not going to be like that. Right that's hurtful or that that's dismissive or Try. whatever. And I'm not going to be like that <clears throat> when maybe with some perspective and some generosity, understanding why those attributes Try. are good. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't need to wear your heart on your sleeve all the fucking time and tell everybody everything you're thinking all the time and let everyone have access to all of your emotions. No wonder we're so Try. bad at this, all of us, because so – What we're saying, I think, is that you are attracted to the things about your partner that are the opposite of you. And then you get in relationship with your partner and immediately start trying to repair all of those things and rebuild and make all of your traits match my traits. Exactly. Because it's not about accepting Mm -hmm. or looking at ourselves and seeing what am I lacking and how do I grow that? It's about chopping off rather than Mm -hmm. remembering. And that constant, that tension and discomfort, if we're not conscious of it and mindful of it, then creates this push-pull dynamic that is so famous for the avoidant and attached it, the avoidant and anxiously attached couple. Mm-hmm. Trial. Man, this is hard work. Yeah, this is trial. Speaking, at, there is so much magic in speaking it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because I have, I've written these. I've even, I've trial. spelled these thoughts on paper. But when you say them out loud, that's that embodying. Mm-hmm. That's the all of the senses you're using. You're physically, you're audibly, your brain is using it. It's, um, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's pulling it towards your prefrontal cortex and out of your amygdala. When I am activated in my relationship, all of those things exist Mm -hmm. in my brain, but I'm not accessing any of them. Yeah. Yeah. They might as well be. Just like we said about Sylvia. Is that her name? Mm -hmm. Sylvie. Sylvie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knowing these things doesn't inherently make us any better at practicing them. Trial. Yeah. It's almost like we actually, we can't automate it. It's like when you're trying to fix something in your refrigerator and you have the manual, but you just try to do it without ever opening the manual. Right. Which is a characteristic (laughs) of which... Traditional binary. Oh my gosh. He's going to feel so called out, but I can't help it. So Rally got one of those inflatable costumes Mm -hmm. and it has a fan Mm -hmm. that attaches to the costume. Mm -hmm. And my beloved partner 
set it down in front of me. more masculine for you. Had looked at it for probably an hour. I don't know how long. And fumbled around with it. And the directions were sitting face up on the counter. Right in front of me. I didn't have to look for them. They were right there. And there was this little part that you have to unscrew off the fan. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm not laughing. Put it onto the fabric of the costume Mm -hmm. and then close it so that it will stay on. Trial. And he never looked at the instructions. They were six inches from his fingertips. Because what does the (laughs) patriarchy or society socialize little boys Mm -hmm. to be? Sure of themselves. Not right. Sure of themselves. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if, if what you... If you have yeah. the right formula, mm-hmm. as long as you can sell it that you are 100% confident. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing. There's a branch of that where you can be unsure of yourself and it's still yeah. not okay to look at the manual, mm. but it is okay yeah. to ask your female counterpart that's division of labor, and that makes a little bit of sense. But also, when Justin and wow. Glennon were talking about it, not mm-hmm. your Justin, but the other Justin, were talking about it, it's never okay to recognize that wow. you're wrong mm-hmm. or that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's never okay to acknowledge that you don't know. So you just make it somebody else's problem. Right. And I should wow. say... You're not asking for help. You're just making it someone else's problem. I should say that I didn't get to the point where I figured out how to attach this fan. I picked up the directions off the counter. And as soon as I held them up, before I had even read through them, he looked at them and went, oh, I get it now. And opened it up and attached it. And it was like. It's almost like like object permanence. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Dumbledore yeah. and that ring. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he couldn't touch the instructions because they would have cursed him. But if yeah. I absorb the impact right, of if, touching them exactly. and holding them up. How much of that do you think is that he really yeah. then didn't he can absorb their power? He yeah. was so concentrated on the mission mm-hmm. that wow. he doesn't realize where his, his what his surroundings are right that goes back to something he was talking about brian was talking about with um complete the mission they were packing to go oh. to this trip and she comes out and says i'm sad and he's like okay keep packing because the mission was we oh. need to pack uh-huh. but he was so focused on the mission that he missed the, the environment that he oh. was in mm-hmm. and then it becomes a completely different mission. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Trial. Yeah, I have to say that there are times where I'm definitely more like Brian in that way. Yeah. Trial. But I, you know what? I, I think that's a great example of we contain both. We do. With us. Mm-hmm. We do. Brian says one question that he gets a lot is, how do you get your per- partner to solve, to, to do the work, Trial. to recognize the problem? You can't. 
Well, not if you're leaning into radical acceptance. Trial. Well, and you can't force or make anyone to do anything. Right. You c- The person has Trial. to be motivated themselves mm-hmm. to see that there is an issue mm-hmm. and, and be as disadvantaged Trial. by it. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Inconvenienced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you are. And if that person isn't recognizing trial or doesn't see any any inconvenience Mm -hmm. to this dynamic they're never going to want to change and that's where our lizard brain goes well then i'm going to make an inconvenience buster (laughs) yeah right so then you want inconvenience watch how inconvenient this can be right so then he goes stop pretending something works for you when it doesn't trial Mm -hmm. this is when we stop pretending that this dynamic doesn't bother me, then we can be honest about what our needs are, our boundaries Trial. are. We can listen to what our partner's needs and boundaries are. But we have to do it in a way that doesn't obligate them to change. It's an invitation, not an obligation, he mm-hmm. says. It's Trial. an invitation to change. Relational pain. Staying <laughs> drives you, creates more disconnection and disembodiment. Choosing them should be choosing you. A win for you is a win for me. I think that they were talking about how do you know when to walk away? Trial. And if our goals in life are trial, completely opposite, Mm -hmm. choosing you is never going to be choosing me and Mm -hmm. choosing me is never going to be choosing you. Mm -hmm. So you can't make your partner Trial. do the work. And if you're trying to make them do the work, then then you guys don't have the same goal. Right. Trial. I hate that. We'd like to see, to speak to the manager, please. I am starting to think that this fucking manager is avoiding me. <laughs> and as someone with an abandonment wound, I don't appreciate that. Trial. Okay, there's something I really want to get to. Mm-hmm. And that is this. We talk. They Trial. talk about how... We code the person who doesn't want connection as dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And if the person that doesn't want connection, if we are equating that or or drawing a parallel of that to the masculinity, then that is that codes the men as the problem. Mm -hmm. But then if you're out there trying to figure out what, as a man or as someone who knows that their issue or that what is preventing them, their challenge is this hesitance towards connection. Who's more likely, uh, I mean, and and they talk about who's going to be more likely to be seeking out information on how to improve your life. Someone who's wanting connection or someone who's not, it's going to be the one wanting connection. right? And so all of your resources or the majority of your resources are directed towards that trial, anxious attachment style. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I, this is a conversation I had with someone who was at the time trying to do the work uh, as an avoidant and his frustration with, I can't find anything for me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, honestly, in this fucking moment, the shot heard round the world this past spring that we were contributing to the trial gatekeeping of mental health for men. Oh, oh, uh-huh. Was because out of their, I think, 
was out of their frustration that trial I had all these tools available that they didn't. Mm -hmm. And that it was really easy for me to talk about my attachment wound trial because I was being catered to. Mm -hmm. And that misplaced trial. anger and frustration being put on me. That's not revolutionary to me, but it does. Trial. Why do I even care, though? Why, do I, why is that important for me to know? I don't know. I, why do I need more empathy for this person? I fucking don't. That's not how I read it coming from you, though. Okay. I just read it as you trying to understand something that you Trial. have a lot of questions around. Yeah, and it does help make it less personal. It's not about me. Uh -huh. It wasn't about me. I... Because we Trial. said that when it was Glennon talking to Justin Baldoni, and she was saying, I need to be able to at least ask enough questions mm. to feel satisfied right. with my unknowing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And right. I think that that's something that's really important for us to be aware of is trial. The, if, if the most of the relational information and help is directed towards one trial. party, then the other party is, is being set up for failure. Yeah, it's interesting because there Trial. are, if the avoidance style is the yearning for freedom Trial. and individuality, there are lots of books and lots of literature about that. Mm -hmm. But how do you write a guide Trial. for the avoidant attachment style that resonates for them Trial. and feels authentic to them that is about connecting in a relationship. If that is almost the definitive thing that they are rejecting, Trial. that makes them, if their defining quality is their yearning for individuality and freedom, how do you effectively write a guide for them Trial. about connecting in relationship but that is, doesn't feel patronizing is that really their yearning their instinctual yearning Trial. because if it was they would be satisfied mm -hmm. if they're lacking that that's when they're dissatisfied mm -hmm. it's just recognizing that that's what i need and now how do i get myself to a place Trial. where i'm willing to start getting uncomfortable and sitting in mm -hmm. that discomfort long enough to open myself up to that mm -hmm. connection. But if we're operating Trial. from the assumption that I, this is just who I am, I'm just a freedom type person. I'm perfectly happy. I need freedom. Right. I need to be isolated. I need to be on my own island. I just need to be by myself. Okay. If that's Trial. what you needed, then why aren't you happy? Yeah. I think what I'm working out is Maybe. I, I'm not saying that there is as much Trial. literature for that style of person. I mean, Trial. it's me. I'm talking about me. Right. So <laughs> I'm not attacking a population that I don't belong to. I can see how it is a lot harder for Trial. those of us who are avoidant attachment styles to recognize what has been written 
for us mm, because when you read something about try. being in a relationship, maybe that gut instinct is to reject it right out of the gate. So maybe it's not try. that those things aren't out there. Maybe it's that they we're the ick. just not – yeah. Well, and we're, they feel – and if you're authentic or inauthentic and patronizing. Oh, and if your instinctual response to the mm-hmm. is tune out, mm-hmm. unsafe. Yeah. Of course it's not. That's not for me. It's not my love language. So you also have Try. to go into it with an open heart and really be seeking the mm-hmm. answers. And you can only belong to whatever label, mm-hmm. whatever identity as much as you belong to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're not ready to accept the part of yourself that is yearning for connection, Mm -hmm. you still believe that you're an island, then (laughs) you're not going to be at all interested in any material having to do with building bridges. And maybe this goes back to then that's reflecting to us what we don't have. We're, we're, We're attracted to the people who exhibit these qualities of these characteristics that we reject in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So then we have that person bringing up and pointing out these flaws or, or problems or patterns or cycles Mm -hmm. that we're not necessarily wanting to see, but then a lot of times, so you had mentioned off the air that you thought, when they said, wow, it's really surprising that most divorces are initiated by women. Trial. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Who is surprised by that? Not a single woman in 70% this room. 70% yeah. is the figure. And they talked about because Trial. sometimes the breakup is what creates the catalyst mm-hmm. for the person to change. Mm-hmm. And that person highlighting this shit bringing it to your consciousness and then cutting you off from them as a escape Mm -hmm. or scapegoat creates this wound this pain this grief that then if you're grateful for it you can use it as a tool to grow Mm -hmm. and that's gratitude that's grateful for grief that breakups are the most painful sea of wisdom, mm-hmm. dialectics, yeah. beauty, because of, in spite oh. of, in conjunction with pain. I'm paraphrasing this, but they referenced Francis Weller. Yes, I have that name written down. And so I did about 20 seconds of looking him up oh. on the internet. But I saw a quote of his where he said, and maybe he's not the only person to say this, but love and grief are sisters. And well, yes, because what is grief? It's so they're just love. They're with nowhere to go. Inextricably linked. I never had. Mm -hmm. Fuck. They're like twin sisters and just maybe not identical twins. Mm -hmm. They're like they're like conjoined sisters. So much so. But I don't think that's wrong. I think that that's actually Mm -hmm. legit because you don't get one without the other. Right. 
You really don't. And mm-hmm. if you think that it's love and it is absent of any kind of grief, then it is not love. It's probably infatuation mm-hmm. or obsession. Mm-hmm. Trial. Well, I don't know how I'm going to top that. Trial. Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, I don't think I do. Okay. I don't Trial. think I do. I'm looking through my notes. I think we checked all the boxes i think i said all the how very dare you that i needed to say i think my final thought (laughs) for this is just that we are only treating one half of the problem of the wound if we're only focusing on educating empowering and healing women. Mm -hmm. And if we are unwilling to accept the truth that men have problems that are different from women, then we are unwilling to actually get to mutual liberation. And that is our job as humans and people who love men and all other humans to be as passionate about the other side of the coin as they are their own. I think it helps so much to describe these things as attachment styles versus masculine or feminine. I love this defining the energies as Mm -hmm. connection and security. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that eliminates a lot of baggage. I think, yeah. I think I'm going to try to start adopting that as a common Mm -hmm. practice and starting to equate masculine rather than, and this is Justin Baldoni and toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. He's like, there is no such thing as toxic masculinity because because what you're seeing is just toxicity. What you're seeing is just unhealthy. It's just shitty. Mm -hmm. Like masculinity isn't that. It's security it's being able to provide security seeking and being on the side of liberation Mm -hmm. it's it's liberation yeah and women are just as involved in liberation as men yes and men are just as involved in connection eliminating the gendered language around it Mm -hmm. is a really good first step you do that i'm gonna leave some cupcake wrappers on the floor (laughs) We're doing the Lord's work. Listen, if we did that whole house swap thing, you would die, but you would learn your fucking lesson <laughs> about trial, clutter and mess. And I would probably be just super happy because I would start from a clean slate. That would theoretically <laughs> never get dirty. Yeah, I, I just now we're just I want to slam the door talk. on that That's idea right now. I just can't full blown panic. The mode. room is spinning. No. <laughs> I thought I saw her disassociate earlier. <laughs> I think uh, my other oh. my final final thought is this: when we remember both that multiple things can be true. One mm-hmm. that we contain both the masculine and fem- feminine within each of us, and two, we do not trial our survival is not linked to our ability to conform to the same skill set as all the people around us, that is how you become a trial. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what I'm going to really be taking away from this episode is thinking about how it's the differences trial that bring us together 
and make us so alike. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Mark. What was it? Mark. Uh-huh. Thank you, Justin Baldoni. Thank you, India. <laughs> And, and thank you guys yes thank you so much we're so glad you were here yeah, we, we hope you like this episode if you didn't like it please give us some um, something to read in our mm-hmm. freaking inbox inbox other than tiktok trying wow. to get me to log back in and be active on there um you can email us at podthingspodcast at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at we can do pod things with underscores between the words you can find our tiktok it probably doesn't have a whole lot on it, but you can find it. Yeah. And honestly, what we're just waiting for is more followers. Mm-hmm. So once we get some more followers oh. on TikTok, we'll start posting more content. Yeah, you can be the one to get the ball rolling. Be the agent of change. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, something else that I wanted to look up before we did this was we are so Trial. honored to be able to donate $51 towards a charity supporting LGBTQIA and trans rights and specifically. Trans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we have nailed down Trial. which organization we want to go with, we will put that on the socials. We thank you guys so much. If you guys have suggestions, yes. please reach out to us with those. Let us know. All right. I'm Annalise. I'm Emily. And this has been We Can Do Pod Things. Bye. Bye.